The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out many save the dates? The first Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the Welcome to our February 2021 edition of Winners and Losers on the Voices of Search podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to take a look back on the month and talk about some of the trends behind the biggest movers, shakers, and slackers in the SEO world. Joining us for Winners and Losers is Tyson Stockton, who is the Vice President of Services at Searchmetrics. And outside of shepherding Searchmetrics's largest and most strategic clients to SEO success, he's dug through their suite to help you understand who is making moves in the SEO community. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. All right, on with the show. Here's my monthly sit down with Searchmetrics' Director of Services, Tyson Stockton. Tyson, welcome to Winners and Losers on the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks, Ben. How's it going? I'm doing okay. It's, uh, you know, we got through the second month of this year and I'm just excited that it's not 2020 anymore. I'm, I'm still basking in the glow of 2021-ness. Agreed. I mean, it still feels like we're in a shadow of 2020, but, you know, light at the end of the tunnel. Look, we got through the holiday season. I feel like last month we talked a lot about e-commerce. We talked a little bit about social media. Oh, there was the, um, what was that thing? The election? Yeah, that we have a new president. We talked through that last month. And this month has actually just kind of been kind of normal, I guess. I don't, it, it sounds weird to say, but like COVID cases are going down. I think everybody's just trucking along, getting through the winter. And maybe if you're in Texas, you're freezing your butt off. But the world <laughs> is a little bit more normal than it was last year. Well, first off, how is your world? And then what's happening in the SEO world? It feels like quiet feels awkward or weird, right? 
it's not quite as comforting as it used to seem. I'm a little ready for the shoe to drop, whether that be a Google algorithm update or whether it be, you know, global pandemics. But I'm, I'm optimistic. We're, we're coming into spring. Hey, we'll get there. We'll get there. It's coming. Like, it's, it's yeah. going to come. All right. So look, we, you know, we had some news related to Google updates. There was a, you know, a pretend Google update that people were seeing some ranking changes this month. And there was some whispers that it might be a Google update. Some people were talking about it being changes into how Google uses passages in their search results. Talk to me about what you're seeing in terms of the overall search landscape and who are some of the big winners and losers in your mind? Who's making moves? Yeah, and there definitely has been a bit of noise. We'll get into passage rankings, you know, subtopics was last of November, but you know, that's still relevant. There's also some kind of rumblings as far as some scrolled text pieces kind of coming out beginning of February as well. So there has been some kind of murmurings of movement there. But as far as what we're seeing from, you know, who's winning, who's losing in the search landscape, movement, but nothing like overly, overly exciting this month. So we saw, you know, within the health industry, we saw some movement. Healthline continues to do well, a little bit of an uptick for Mayo Clinic. So, you know, some movements there some other kind of informational kind of movements. Tom's Guide took actually a, you know, pretty nice uptick for their performance. Congratulations, Tom. Hey, Tom's excited. Yeah, all of a sudden they started taking over for free movies kind of queries. So, you know, there's some movement going on, but I wouldn't say it's anything that's like ground shaking. Like it's not one of those crazy months that we kind of had gotten more accustomed to in 2020. So from an industry perspective, there's no real industry that had a big shakeup this month. We're kind of seeing, you know, somebody here in health. Hey, Ryan Pertil and the Healthline team, congratulations. You know, always a strong performer. Mayo Clinic also performing well. Tom's Guide, you know, a company that we don't talk about very much on the podcast. We talked about social media, you know, at the end of the year. Were there any winners and losers in social media as an industry? There was a little bit of movement there. I would say the the one that I'd call out as being the biggest loser, and it's really been a little bit of a slide since the December core update, is Pinterest continues to kind of lose some ground. So they had a pretty substantial drop in December. And then since there, it's been kind of a slow bleed. So that was probably one of the websites that I saw the most movement amongst the social media platforms. So Google finds... Pinterest to be a little less Pinteresting, if you will. I want to tell you that that's a joke I use at home all the time. Whenever my wife picks up her phone, I ask her what's Pinteresting. Feel free to steal that one. Talk to me about what's happening in e-commerce. E-commerce, there was some movement going on. So I think, you know, I always kind of gravitate to looking at the top 10. It's always a little bit of a battleground. Amazon, we know, is head and shoulders above the rest. But it's really kind of the middle of the pack that I think is a little more interesting. The biggest observations that I had in that space was one, Walmart took a little bit of a slide. And with that, eBay maintained their current trajectory that they've been on. So they further solidify or regain their position in the number two spot for e-commerce sites. That's my alma mater. As a member of the eBay alumni group, I'm excited to hear the continued March forward for eBay. So Tyson, tell me a little bit about why 
there is this sort of battle for the number two spot between eBay and Walmart. And it seems like they're going opposite directions. What's happening there? Yeah. And if you go back like a two-year lens, it was neck and neck for a long time. And then eBay went through a little bit of a harder times from like a performance standpoint. And then for the last 12 months, they've been on a really great growth trajectory. And that just really had a huge surge in the December core update. And that brought them right up neck and neck. And then we saw over the last three to four weeks, some softening and decreasing of performance within Walmart. And that with eBay maintaining the market share that they reclaimed, we saw eBay separate themselves a bit from where Walmart was. So, you know, when I think about my time working at eBay, the big thing that we were thinking about on the SEO team was the breadth of product, right? There's our category pages, our search results pages. There was some optimization to be had there. But often what we were thinking about is how do we optimize the wide variety of product pages? There are so many possible mixes and matches of products and SKUs and features on eBay. How do we make sure that we have page structures that highlight that so we can rank for every single long tail term? I think that Walmart is probably in a similar position where they have you know, more structured their side, a more traditional buying experience, but they probably don't have the breadth of product that someone like eBay does. They're not selling the used products. They're not selling the one-offs. They just don't have the marketplace that eBay would in terms of product breadth. So when you think about that competition, about a company that has more opportunity in the sense of various products and e-commerce, as opposed to one that has cleaner structured data, you know, how do you figure out how to duke it out between the two of them? Yeah, and I think that's a good question. And, you know, one just kind of call two that I would say is, even though eBay has an advantage with like the volume of SKUs that they have, typically, especially when we're looking at it through a lens of like the research cloud, even though there's a billion keywords that we're able to use to analyze these sites, there's still going to be a nature that it's going to skew a little bit more top of funnel. And so when we're doing this comparison, yeah, you're going to have some advantage to that really long tail. But I wouldn't say that the entire breadth of like either one of these sites, but eBay in particular, because of how many skews and how many variations and long tail queries that they're going to pick up. So that advantage, I wouldn't say is completely represented in like how we're comparing these two. And I think another thing that we've seen with the SEO industry is it's not necessarily, you know, more is better. And there is that play and there's that value. But we've seen with websites that have scaled pages, scaled pages, scaled pages, that eventually you get these kind of diminishing returns and you run into issues of over indexation, page blow, crawl efficiency issues, diluting of the signals pointing to those core pages. And so I think one of the challenges with really any one of these top 10 sites, because all of them are going to be millions and in some cases, billions of pages, is how do you make sure and block off the pages that shouldn't be indexed and making sure that you're pointing as many signals to those high quality pages. And again, it's like it's not something that I would point as saying, hey, this is just unique to eBay or Walmart, like this is, you know, any e-commerce site is really having to balance this line. And it's really, I think, comes down to a lot of like the quality of the pages that are going into the index 
And then again, like how well you're connecting those to each other. So what happened with Walmart? Yeah, so looking into Walmart's performance, and I think like in this comparison kind of between the two, eBay, we know that they got a lot of market share. They regained some positioning with the core update. But in the last few months, it's been you know smaller increases, but relatively flat. Walmart had a pretty like substantial drop looking over you know the last four weeks, like I mentioned. And you know the biggest drop was around like three point five percent and then followed by you know smaller drops the next weeks. When we look at how the different directories and page types are performing, that's when we start to notice kind of some differences. And in looking at a lot of Walmart's pages, one thing that I noticed is their kind of more standard category pages, which is going to have, you know, your icons, the subcategories, you're going to have some products featured in there. You're going to have more of a top of funnel, like not quite a, like an editorial feel, but you're going to have more visual graphic elements on it. And that page type actually maintained performance like fairly well. And so that one was stable. Mm-hmm. Where we saw more of the drop is in their faceted search pages or the search results kind of pages. So it could be something within one of those subcategories, like one of the pages that I saw dropped a fair amount of rankings just this last week was TV stands. And when you go to that page, you have your filters on the left-hand column, a few ones across the top, and then your standard category type pages. Those pages were the ones that I saw like more of a decrease in that. Faceted pages. Fascinating. So... I know. It's your your favorite page type, right? (laughs) It, I always, always fascinated by fasted page type. So, you know, my takeaway here is that there's no direct comparison. It's not like eBay is specifically taking market share from Walmart. They are independently going their opposite directions. But I do think that eBay has probably cleaned up their act in terms of what they're submitting to Google and, you know, how they're submitting their content and signals. And it seems like Walmart has probably made some adjustments that had a negative effect in terms of their category pages. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help, and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie-cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. 
so it seems like we're on the same page in the sense that eBay is consistently growing. They've passed Walmart and they've positioned themselves pretty firmly as the number two e-commerce player. Let's call them our winner of the week. Does that make Walmart our loser of the week? One of them, but not necessarily the loser of the week. Oh, I mean, they, they still they still have a tremendous market share, and I wouldn't say are you know suffering as a business. But another website that I saw really tumble, and it kind of threw me off because I wasn't seeing the same thing among similar websites or websites that are ranking on similar terms is SB Nation, and I know football's over. We're sad about that. But still quite a bit of chatter going on and you know, people interested in what's happening in the offseason. And so when I looked at a lot of the top sports websites, so ESPN, CBS Sports, Bleacher Report, NFL.com, you know, list goes on and on. Pretty much everyone had increased their visibility. And it was all kind of in the single digits of growth. Sports Illustrated this last week had the largest, but everyone else, you know, low single digits. SB Nation, however, dropped down 20% this last week and had been declining the previous four weeks before that. So that kind of caught my eye because it was like, okay, one outlier from this. And I wanted to see, you know, just what was going on with that website. So as I began to look into the website, what I found was within kind of the NFL section of the site, they have you know their drop-down navigation to each of the teams. Now, each of the teams, though, no longer goes to SB Nation. And so if you look at kind of the rankings and what caused this drop of 20%, a lot of the terms were things like the Dallas Cowboys, the Green Bay Packers, like these team names... And what I found was they're actually now linking to different unique domains for each team. So the Cowboys goes to bloggingtheboys.com and each team has like, you know, their own spin on something, you know, local relevant to the team name. But this kind of really threw me off because one, in some ways, I guess maybe there could be an interesting strategy there, but at the same time, you're losing a lot of that you know, domain authority. And then when you look at the actual links going down to it, you have some kind of some interesting redirects, like you have the usage of in the header. In some cases, it was a 307, found a few 301s. And so that kind of threw me off as being a big pivot or change of being like, hey, we're not going to have everything under the same domain anymore. We're not going to have the aggregated domain authority but we're going to be linking to all these individual domains and then we're going to have to create the authority of each one of those, which you know maybe it's a longer story long run if they can really build the expertise around each team. But in the short term, in the immediate term, quite a bit of tumble from an SEO performance. So it seems like they're breaking their sites up to be individually relevant for one team, but by basically changing the domain of record from SB Nation and a subdomain, they're basically starting over with every NFL team. Am I thinking about this the right way? Yes, that's exactly what they're doing. It doesn't mean that they don't have that section on the site. And they still have, if you go to their, you know, all NFL one, and then you have, a you know, almost like a category page of all their different articles. 
and some of them will stay within SB Nation, and then some of them will go direct to the team sites. You know, so it's like they have a lot of links going to those sites, but when you look at the individual performance of it, none of them have really, at least, and I didn't look at all, you know, thirty-two teams, but like none of them saw huge gains from this. So I think. From my standpoint, I'd probably be a little bit nervous in kind of the short term kind of switch over to that and the tax that that has. It will be interesting to see, you know, what can be done longer term and if, you know, they can really solidify the expertise of each one of those blogs. But being that when you look at kind of like who are the top ranking websites for that, you know, you're up against sure, the actual team site. So if we looked at the Dallas Cowboys as a keyword, you're going to have dallascowboys.com in position one. And then you're up against ESPN, NFL, Wikipedia, sports.yahoo, Facebook, CBS Sports. So that's a pretty challenging competitive set being that now you're just an independent kind of domain that's competing against these aggregate or the kind of like clear number one, which is the official site of each team. Yeah, I guess the question is, was there a better way for SB Nation to break up their NFL properties into being individual domains without losing that equity they built in the SB Nation domain? What would you have done? I mean, honestly, I probably would have kept or kind of similar, similar strategies to a lot of the other bigger players where you could have your directory for each team. And then that way you're all within the root domain. You're able to still have unique branding specific content to each of them. You know, and this is kind of like a, I would say the standard playbook. It's the safe bet. And that's why you see it with the NFL, ESPN, like any of these large kind of sports media companies. Is this a scenario where Google will ingest the content, take a little while to decide the value of it and see that it is... Cowboys specific and start ranking them higher and above the aggregated domains? Or is it purely a case where, you know, all the juice that's going to all of the NFL teams gets spread around and raises the water level? I think it's hard to say because there is a chance that the first kind of scenario that you said could play out. But what you're betting on in that scenario is that the content and how specific the domain is to the subject matter is going to be far superior than any of these other sites. So I think that's why the play has me a little more kind of nervous because it's not like these other publishers and these other like news sites are putting out like poor content. So if their content is far superior and they're able to establish that, there could be a play. But... I would be kind of cautious of will the content be that much more competitive or more specific or the volumes that much greater to then outweigh this collective domain authority that ESPN, NFL, and these other major websites have. All right. Well, it sounds like whatever SB Nation was doing didn't have immediate returns. Good luck, SB Nation. I hope you named it tampabay.sbnation.com. And there are going to be our losers for the week. Tyson, 
always a pleasure to have you on the winners and losers on the Voices of Search podcast. And we're going to bring you back on the podcast soon to talk about one of our favorite topics. It's going to be a mystery. (laughs) All right. And that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Tyson Stockton, the Vice President of Services at Searchmetrics. We'd love to continue the conversation with you. So if you're interested in contacting Tyson, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is Tyson underscore Stockton, or you could visit his website, which is TysonStockton.com. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. But that's not the case anymore, thanks to Ahrefs, because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com awt. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to VoicesOfSearch.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also send us your topic suggestions or your SEO questions, and you can even apply to be a guest speaker on the Voices of Search podcast. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on Twitter, and my personal handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app, and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data. 